Equity is brought to you by ExaCrunch, that prodigious TechCrunch paywall you keep running into. You can break through that paywall at a steep discount if you use the promo code EQUITY. If you do, you'll get access to our best stuff and you'll make Equity look really good internally at the same time. Enough of that, let's start the show. Good morning and welcome to Equities Monday episode, our weekly primer where we catch up on the news and, as always, explore the numbers behind the headlines. My name is Alex and I am back after a few days off last week. So first, a big thanks to Natasha and Danny and Grace for holding down the fort so I could breathe a little. There's a lot of really fun stuff coming from my side of the TechCrunch house, so please stay tuned. But forget all of that. We have a mountain of news to get through, so let's get going. All right, so the weekend, the biggest news from this weekend is that Microsoft is likely to announce the acquisition of Nuance Communications today for about $16 billion, according to recent reporting. Now, as CNBC notes, at that price, the deal would be the second largest Microsoft deal ever, coming only second to the Microsoft LinkedIn buy that was worth $24 billion. More importantly, however, I think is what the deal actually is. So Nuance is a public company that sells what it calls, quote, conversational AI. In short, this is the deal that could see Microsoft, the second most valuable tech company in the world, drop well north of $10 billion on commercial AI tech. The deal, if it goes through, could be a shot in the arm for AI startups and the broader health tech space, because it never hurts to see a massive incumbent drop a zillion dollars for a company that you can hand wave towards as a comp. And as a side note, maybe this is the sort of deal that we should block? Right? Microsoft is worth $1.93 trillion as of this morning. How much bigger should it be allowed to get by shrinking the number of public companies? I don't know. And from TechCrunch this weekend, our own Manish Singh wrote about the epic Tiger Global investing run in India. Now, that Tiger has been cutting a wave of checks recently is not really news, though of course it does matter. But according to Singh, the investing group's Indian push is worth understanding in its own right. And I'm just going to quote here to save myself some time. Tiger Global has finalized or is in the late stages of concluding more than 25 deals with Indian startups this year. About 10 of those investments have been unveiled so far, while the rest ranging from $10 million to over $100 million are in the pipeline for the coming weeks and months. That's a lot of money, guys. That, that's a lot of money very, very quickly. Now, on the Indian topic, a couple of political notes. BuzzFeed News' Pranav Dixit wrote about rising authoritarianism in India through his lens as a tech reporter this weekend. It's a really good read and it's worth your time. I put a link to it in today's show notes over on TechCrunch. Essentially, the gist is that a worsening political climate in the country is already impacting its technology players and will continue to do so. Now, Tiger Global is betting that it's going to be okay. There's some cause for concern. And then over in China, Alibaba recently got hit with a roughly $2.8 billion fine by its government for crossing antitrust lines. Of course, recall that Alibaba's sister company, Ant Group, had its IPO yanked a couple months back, and other Chinese tech companies are expecting punitive decisions as well. Uh, you know, China's brief challenge of Silicon Valley a couple years back now seems to be from a different era, as the country's one-party government cracks down on anything it can't control, like tech companies that move faster than the state. For example, and then over in the United States, a huge collection of companies are prepping to push back against new voting laws that many, your humble servant included, consider aimed at restricting the right to vote, especially amongst American minorities. It's another crack in the longstanding link between American conservative politics and the business community. And I will keep sharing the occasional political note here and there as they rise up to the level of impacting the business climate, especially the tech and startup ecosystem. But now we can move on. All right, so this morning, first up, Uber is doing well. Uber's gross bookings, quote, reached the highest monthly level in the company's nearly 12-year history, it said. 
Uber also announced that Uber Eats gross bookings are up about 150% year over year and that it still thinks it's on track to reach, quote, quarterly adjusted EBITDA profitability in 2021. Cool. All right. Next up, Senator Josh Hawley, a human reminiscent of a slowly deflating hot air balloon, is pushing a new bill in the states that could limit the ability of companies worth more than $100 billion to buy other companies, amongst other restrictions. Now, you may be in favor of this or not, but coming from Senator Hawley, it does make you want to cry. He's the sort of American politician who at once claims to be in favor of free speech and a free market, but then gets very hurt when companies decide that the most toxic folks can't post anymore on their websites. Oh no. But the idea of blocking M&A by big American tech companies is bipartisan, which is something to keep in mind as you invest or build. And this morning, news broke that Dark Trace, a McLaren F1 sponsor, as I'm sure you're aware, and also a cybersecurity firm, is planning to go public on the London exchange for a valuation of between three and four billion dollars USD, roughly. This means a couple of things. One, critically, the Deliveroo IPO's flop did not kill off London as a tech listing destination, and also that companies much smaller than I thought can sponsor F1 teams, which is cool. All right, so we're running a little bit long already this morning, but there are a couple of private funding rounds that are impossible to miss, so roll with me here. First up, The Zebra has raised a new pot of money. The American insurtech marketplace raised $150 million, a multiple of its 2020 round that put just under $40 million into the company. According to our own Marianne Azevedo, The Zebra is now valued at more than a billion dollars, though the company declined to share a more specific valuation. Here is a tip for everyone out there. Please do not be coy about your valuation if you are announcing a private round. Just f***ing share it. It's not a death sentence to do the very bare minimum in terms of disclosure. Thank you. Still, we can't get too mad at the Zebra, as it did share some other numbers that we do care about. According to our own reporting, the Zebra doubled its net revenue in 2020 to $79 million, compared to $37 million in 2019. And the company saw March marking its highest performing month ever, with revenue totaling $12.5 million putting the company on track to achieve an annual run rate of $150 million this year. Cool. Love seeing revenue numbers. Thank you very much for that, The Zebra. Just get back to us on what the valuation actually was. Thank you. Moving along, the African fintech space is hot and getting hotter, with AppZone raising a $10 million Series A. The company was founded back in 2008 and is busy building out the backend tech for other fintech companies focused on the continent. Based in Nigeria, the company's, quote, platforms are used by 18 commercial banks, and over 450 microfinance banks in Africa, according to our own Tej Kene Okafor. All right, now we are out of time this morning, but I will say it is great to be back. There is a lot going on this week, including the Coinbase Direct listing, so please get your dancing shoes on, and I will see a lot of you over the next couple of days. Closing out, of course, you can follow the show on Twitter at EquityPod or myself at, at Alex. Extra Grunch Live is back next week. In the meantime, please enjoy all the EC1s that EC has dropped lately. And I will talk to you on Wednesday. <laughs>